0: so I got this this is really peaking now I don't know why this audio out now but I have a lavalier going and I can see some of this peaking levels um, because I have a lavalier that is uh, going from this y splitter out of this recorder actually from my voice down this line into a lavalier microphone into a y splitter that's going into channel one and channel two on a zoom h5 recorder and then line out on an auxiliary cable into a 5d mark whatever to okay now that we've had that technical briefing for t- this week's episode Again, apologies for the sporadicness of the release of all these garbage things, but uh, got some uh, washed-out record playing. This record is called High Times. Uh, It's what's on the list, uh, what I picked the records this morning to listen to. Anyway, let's get into other people's stories. I hope that did not peak, because I heard something in my headphones that was weird. Anyways, get after it. Um, other people's stories. This is one I heard the other day. <clears throat> I'll be playing the part of the lady getting her hair cut. Let me get into a chair so I can get into her frame of mind as she's sitting there in her, what are they called? Hair cutting chairs. So I went in to get a haircut the other day and a uh, coloring, a coloring of my hair. So my uh, hairstylist, he. Um, really likes to chat and I don't think I got one word in edgewise and it's very strange because isn't it that a hairstylist is usually like a therapist where they will listen to everybody's stories like this guy even told me that uh, you know that part of his job he really likes is listening to other people and like getting other people's perspectives and um, you know getting to hear a swath of humanity well I don't know how this guy hears other people's stories when he's talking all the time like this one time he says uh, you know his wife him and his wife have a 13 year old and The 13-year-old has another friend who's also 13. So these two 13-year-old girls, they both have parents. One of the parents is the hairdresser, the one who is currently cutting my hair. Oh, the tense in that is weird. I just put us in the now, but it should have been past tense. Anyway. So for whatever reason, there's a dinner party sort of organized where these two 13-year-old kids are coming and the parents kind of get together and eat food and have beverages. And this is happening at the hairdresser's house. So they have this dinner and. They find out that uh, the dad of the other 13 year old is a doctor and that's pretty cool. After dinner, the hairdresser says, hey, so you like whiskey, you like scotch or whatever. Says that to the doctor and the doctor's like, yeah, yeah, I'll have a whiskey, pours him a whiskey they have a couple of sips, and the doctor goes to the hairdresser. You know we're not going to be friends, right? <laughs> uh, that made me so happy. so good to know that there's just people out there that'll just lay it out straight and just like the only thing that I hope is like I hope there was some preamble about what whiskey they were drinking like if it was like an expensive limited whiskey and the doctor comes right out and says you know we're not going to be friends Uh, like, that's rude. Because the hairdresser would have just, you know, he, he, trying to be friendly, it's like, here's something special. But if it was like, you know, just sort of an average whiskey, it's like, yep, yeah. good on you, doctor. Good on you. just straight shooting. And I think the hairdresser was kind of taken aback and was just like very uh, upset by this. The other thing that's questionable is the doctors did it at after dinner while they're having a whiskey, but I wonder how much whiskey was left in the cup. Was it, did he have a couple sips and then said it? Or was it like, at the end of the whiskey so you have a straight out and then you know are you able to like leave right away because if you drop that early in the night we're not going to be friends now what where are you going to go with the conversation oh yeah yeah that's fine Uh, we don't need to be friends but hey how do you like uh fixing people oh yeah how do you like cutting hair like what's the where where do you I don't know they've probably already talked about that at the beginning but then what what can you say after someone tells you they don't want to be your friend I have no idea in that whole story of why I came in there and where I ceased to be the lady getting her hair cut. However, for my own relatableness to this story, I did break up with a girl once and a few hours later went out for dinner with her because she said it was gonna be okay. Oh, it was not okay, <laughs> it was not okay. We sat at a bar, where, uh, at, up at a bar table where it was kind of like an oval shape. No, it wasn't an oval shape. Yes, it was an oval shape, it was, and we, So in the middle is where all the beers and the bartenders are standing. But then across from on the other side of that is like other patrons looking back at you. Boy, were they looking back at us. They knew something was amiss. I tried to play it off like nothing and not show any emotion whatsoever. Where the other with the lady was like, you could read it all over her face that she just got dumped. That was not a good move. However, we remained friends. Uh, about a month later, we, then everything kind of smoothed over and everything was okay. So, the lesson of the, the, the moral of this story is be careful when you break something off, the timing is important. I think I think that's right. I don't know. You, hello my name let me turn that down a little bit that was a bit rambunctious hello my name is mike zimmer and this is a story that i'll be telling that is about um a let me turn that up a little bit again let me turn that up to six channel two will be up to a six and um channel one will be up to level five and we will see how those audio levels uh, will adjust because I am on a wireless lavalier and like I said my name is Mike Zimmer and let me drink some water here uh, before we get going with this story that I'm about to tell. It's not my story, but I can tell it. Well, it is my story. It's from the perspective of me because it's my dad. So, my dad has had a very uh, exciting few days. Uh, Let me go back to, I don't know what year. Um, Now I have to look up, I should have prepared instead of just started yapping, you know. I should have like had notes for this story, but I've been so distracted with trying to figure out what stuff sounds like. Uh, And I keep going back to my emails. Let's just say, I've just, so I just looked up this fella, this fella by the name of Naaman Roosevelt. Naaman Roosevelt played for the Buffalo Bills in the NFL in 2010 and to to 2012 as a wide receiver for the people who don't know football, that's the the people that catch the ball. And then he played with the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions and the Buffalo Bills again before taking a job with the Saskatchewan Rough riders in 2005, and he played with the Riders until 2019. Now, Naaman had come into the Saskatchewan Rough Riders after the amazing uh, 2013 season in which they won The, I was going to say the Stanley Cup, but that's hockey, but um, the Rough Riders won. The Grey Cup, they were the champions in 2013. I remember that. That was probably, that was like a month before I like officially, officially moved to Vancouver. So that was, that was pretty exciting. Anyway, two years after that, Naaman Roosevelt, uh, you know, joins the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and uh, is a big, um, has a, um, is good, he, he, he's a good player. Um, he was, um, I don't know what to say, I don't much to say about him, I can't remember. He caught the ball good, and he ran good, and he got touchdowns good. Here's his career stats in the CFL. He played 67 games. He caught the ball 301 times. He got over 4,000 yards, and uh, he got 20 receiving touchdowns. Uh, Roosevelt signed with the Saskatchewan Roughriders of the Canadian Football League on March 14th, 2015. Roosevelt had a breakout year for the Roughriders in his second. Season in the CFL. He played the first 11 games of the season before being placed on the six game injury list. Following the season, he was named the Riders' most outstanding player despite missing seven games. Additionally, he accepted a two year contract extension with the Riders. Roosevelt finished the 2016 season with 1,095 receiving yards, ninth highest in the league that year. In week 14 of the 2017 season, Roosevelt took a helmet-to-helmet hit from Calgary's uh, Tunde Adecki and was placed on the team's six-game injury list. At the time of the injury, Roosevelt was the Riders' leading receiver and had the fifth-most receiving yards in the league with just under a 1,000. Roosevelt was named a divisional all-star in 2017 after another 1,000-yard season and eight touchdown catches, but had a down year in 2018 with injuries to both himself as well as several injuries to new starting quarterback Zach Colaris. Oh, I remember that season. The Rough Riders' offensive offense had already taken its hits prior to and during the season, during the regular season with the release of experienced pass catchers such as Rob Begg, Chad Owens, Bakari Grant, and Duron Carter. Several days into free agency in 2019, Roosevelt turned down an offer from Winnipeg to sign a one-year extension with the Rough Riders for nearly... 150,000 Canadian dollars as well as performance incentives to increase earnings. Roosevelt rewarded the riders with a bounce back Gary played the first played his first season of all 18 games despite only one touchdown catch he caught 77 passes for 1,000 yards which is Roosevelt's surpassed 4,000 mark for his career as well as making his 300 catch Following the season, he was not re-signed with the Riders and became a free agent in 2020. In 2020, Roosevelt signed with the Montreal Alouettes. He was named. He was released the following year. And then uh, a few months later, in 2021, Roosevelt signed with the Bombers, and was released in November 2021. Fast forward to this year. Uh, Roosevelt gets... Naaman Roosevelt gets uh, brought on as a guest coach in training camp in 2022. And then this year, he gets signed as an offensive assistant coach. Now, with all... How do I tie this in? So Naaman is my dad's favorite player and a few years ago, my brother and I uh, got my dad a Naaman Roosevelt Saskatchewan Roughriders jersey, which then ended up being hung in a light box, which is, I don't know, it's just a frame thing under glass where you hang jerseys and other sporting paraphernalia. Um, at this time I think Naaman was in Buffalo where he kind of reside, where he lives and uh, he was working at some sort of fitness rehab place maybe it was his own business I don't know and we were like well you know it's a shame you know it'd be nice to maybe he'll come back for like because they always do this thing the riders do these things where they bring back old players and they you know, bring them to malls, and then they have these signing things, or they have these dinners where they honor old players that were had an impact. And so uh, we, kept, my brother and I, kept thinking, you know, one 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 of these days when when that happens, uh, we'll have to figure out a way to get that jersey signed. Well, I don't live in Saskatchewan, so my brother, we, we would have to figure a way for my brother to go get that jersey signed. <laughs> So we were quite delighted when we found out that Neyman was coming back to the riders as a coach, because then my dad would have a uh, opportunity to finally get that jersey signed. And that day and was what day is it today Thursday that day was Tuesday. The riders play tonight uh, at home against Edmonton. So they've been practicing all week for that, and so my dad uh, and my aunt went down to the stadium for a practice. It was an open practice, so people could come and watch. And um, they brought the jersey. And uh, I guess at some point during the practice when there was a lull and they were wrapping up kinda, and my aunt and my dad start yelling, name and name and. and then they show them the jersey. Naaman kind of looks, and my dad makes a uh, pen gesture with his hand. So I guess Naaman had this big smile on his face and came running on over and uh, signed my dad's jersey. And uh, they had a little chat, I guess. And my dad doesn't not he he doesn't remember exactly what they were talking about, but because he was in, he was pretty pretty elated so and uh, so my aunt's like hey why don't you get a picture so I guess at, at the new stadium there is about a six feet wall six foot wall from like the lowest uh, the seats closest to the field and the field itself there's like a six foot wall and and uh, So my aunt was like, well, just bend over and and telling my dad just to bend over and like, you know, get closer. And before my dad could even do that, Naaman had hopped up onto the wall and uh, was right there, right beside my dad. It's a big boy. How big is he? How big is this Naaman? I put on some weight since he started playing. He's 35, only oh, six feet is my height. Oh, many he only weighs 19 pounds more than me. Well, I have to start eating more, I guess, and running faster. One day I can be that big. <laughs> he's got dreadlocks, too. I'm not gonna dreadlocks. I'm not into dreadlocks. I mean, I like them on people but not don't like them on myself. Anyway, this isn't about my hair. This is about how like my dad finally got to meet uh his favorite player and he's been pretty uh pretty excited all all week here and he just um got those pictures printed and now they live inside of that light box with that uh with that jersey. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. There's these things that happen, and it's interesting how you can react to them. Uh... like if i was a big like the whole thing for me anyways is just like i'm so happy for my dad to, to have that experience and uh i wonder though if it was like somebody that like i was if if i was a huge name in fan too and if i was if i'd be jealous or if i'd be like still the same sort of um just so happy for him that that he got to have that moment anyway um that's a, that's a weird question to ask myself anyway oh jeez okay i got to i got to go i got to go it's uh it's time uh, It's i've talked too long i got to get going A zoom recorder into X the uh, thing and then into the camera or something, and hopefully, this sounds okay. Oh, let me check this email. Uh, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Oh, yeah, so um, uh, not really my story. Should I give this story? Okay, uh, here's a quick story. So when you're buying and selling houses, there's this thing that happens when you sell a house and then they come to you and say, Hey, we're gonna give you this much money and then you're like, Cool and then you sign a paper that says, Awesome, I'm gonna I'm gonna we agree on this price. And then but that's a conditional thing conditions on can you even afford to pay that much money so then you take that to the bank and the bank's like hey i don't think even though say you're a company like airbnb or something and you're airbnb and you go to the bank and you're like hey we want to buy this can we buy this and the bank's like sure but we're not helping you And then you have to go back to the person you said you were gonna buy it from and say, yeah, we don't have enough money. Oh my God, They're taking out the garbage right now. This is... It's like they're slamming a big steel bin of trash outside or something with a yellow green truck. I mean, not yellow, but green. Anyway. So then you're left with like, well, I have all these boxes in in the house because I was prepared to be leaving within a couple of days and now I have to just sit here around boxes and try to you to get a second you Airbnb to get a second and third job or something maybe washing dishes so that you could afford to pay the amount that you that we agreed upon but then Airbnb comes back and says no 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 we're good we're good for it we're good for it We'll, um, we'll just, here, we'll we'll just try this again. Here, we'll sign this new document, and then we'll take that new document that's exactly the same as the first document, but maybe we'll take it to a different bank. And then maybe that bank can give us money. Buying and selling houses is stupid. Well, I shouldn't. It's not stupid. It's just complicated. You can't go into 7-Eleven and say, hey, I'm going to buy this Slurpee for a dollar, and then you have to go ask your mom, hey, can I have a dollar? When you've already said you already have that Slurpee up on the till and the guy's waiting for your dollar, you should have asked your mom first for that dollar. It's the respectful thing to do. People go, man, why don't you ever smile? There's no fucking end, my friend. (laughs) There's no end.